We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. In Australia today, Prime Minister Scott Morrison said he hopes Queen Elizabeth II will accept Australia's support as the guns were fired there, paying tribute to Prince Philip, who passed away this week at the age of 99. Buckingham Palace officials say Prince Philip's funeral will take place April 17th at Windsor Castle. She has been there for us over such a long time. Let us be there now for you. Your Majesty. And that is the voice of Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison. He says he hopes that Queen Elizabeth II will, in fact, accept Australia's condolences and support. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie told the Salem Radio Network this week there's nothing odd about Georgia requiring citizens to show ID before they vote. He notes that's also required in President Biden's home state of Delaware. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Major League Baseball moves the All-Star game. The problem is the President of the United States, Joe Biden, is leading the irrational forces here. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Good afternoon, and thanks for joining us here in the Patriot on a Saturday just after 1 o'clock. And we've got the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with special guest host Walter Hudson. That's coming up next year in the Patriot, so do stick with us. Our April book of the month might be a little bit late. The Enemy Within, How a Totalitarian Movement is Destroying America. It's by author David Horowitz. You can sign up for a free signed copy of the book when you join the fan club at am1280thepatriot.com. That's throughout the month of April. Our April book of the month is The Enemy Within by author David Horowitz. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Well, I won't insult my host by attempting to mimic his classic opening line. Suffice it to say, the Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. This is the headliner, typically Mitch Berg. This time around, Walter Hudson. Happy to be in form. Happy to be sitting down with you again. It wasn't that long ago. There was snow on the ground. But it wasn't that long ago that I was in here on a Sunday filling in for Brad Carlson and had a lot of fun doing it, had a lot of fun with you, and I'm sure Willie will have a lot of fun today. Plenty of things to talk about, lots of stuff to dig deep into. That's what I like to do when I come on the air is dig deep, go beyond the headlines, beyond the talking points, to the underlying principles, unpacking the philosophy really getting into the meat of these topics. And I want to start off by expounding upon that little uh, lead-in that we had prior to going live today, that reference to The Enemy Within, the book by David Horowitz. Now, I used to work for David Horowitz, not directly. I was an associate editor for, uh, for a publication, online publication called Newsreel Blog a few years back. And uh, that was a publication that was part of the David Horowitz Freedom Center. And uh, spent that, that's how I cut my teeth in the commentary space prior to doing some work on the air, which, of course, leads to opportunities like today. And Horowitz was way ahead of his time, way ahead of his time, chiefly because he started off on the left. He started off as a Marxist. 
he started off as a hardcore died in the wool left wing advocate. And so he understood the enemy within better than those of us who started off on the right ever could because he actually traveled in those circles. He understood their mentality, their goals, their actual values, not the ones that they claim to have, but the ones that they actually have and the strategy that they employed in pursuit of those values. And so he's been ahead of the curve on this stuff for a good long time. Many of us, including folks like me who worked for David Horowitz, were slower to come around, slower to realize the reality of the situation that we find ourselves in. And uh, I, I want to spend our time right off the bat here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network on a Saturday, digging a little bit deeper into that. And hopefully, you know, if, if some of you are late to the party on this, waking you up to the idea that we are in the midst of an institutional civil war. There's been a lot of talk about is there going to be a second American civil war? Is civil war on the horizon? Is it coming? Well, my... My premise for you today is it's not coming. It's here. It's started. It's in full force. And the, to the extent it's not recognized, it's because it doesn't take the form of the first American Civil War. We're not talking about you know, ranks of American soldiers lined up in the street or across a field marching toward one another firing firearms. We're talking about the strategic, intentional, malicious use of force in order to destroy the values of groups to which you are opposed. And that is happening within institutions right now in the United States of America. You can join the conversation, 651-289-4488, AM 1280, The Patriot intelligent radio. Again, my name is Walter Hudson. It's my pleasure to be with you here today. So there's a story close to where I live. I live out in Wright County. And one of the big cities, the county seat out there is Buffalo, Minnesota. And in Buffalo, Minnesota, there is a business owner. I believe his name is Jay Johnson. And I'm looking at the CBS article on this right now. He has a custom made 30 by 50 foot Trump 2020 flag that he is flying atop a crane on his business's property smack in the middle of Buffalo. And if you've been in town, if you've driven through Buffalo in recent months, recent weeks and months, you have seen this because it's pretty tough to miss. And it came down for a brief period after the election was over. And then he turned around and put it back up and Once he put it back up, it became a massive controversy because this this flag and its display is in violation of city ordinance. It's not a permitted sign. It's in violation of the the city's uh, sign ordinance in terms of what you can just do on your own as opposed to getting a special permit for. And his attitude is take a flying leap. I'm flying this flag whether you like it or not. In fact, he's gone so far as to say um, that, well, this is the direct quote from the CBS story. I'm prepared to get fines, ultimately get cuffed, go to jail, whatever, he said. So he's, he's taking on a defiant feet planted firmly on the ground, not budging attitude towards the city in regards to keeping this Trump 2020 flag flying in the air. Now, why do I bring up this story as an example to try to demonstrate what I said at the outset, which is an institutional cold war is ongoing in the United States or civil war. Well, because this is a good example of an issue that triggers different responses from conservatives. So you have some prominent conservatives in the area locally up there in Wright County who have come out publicly against Jay Johnson and his flag and said This is a bad idea. This flag needs to come down. As Republicans, we ought to be leading the charge and bringing this flag down uh, for a number of reasons. And amongst those is kind of the law and order argument, right? That this is a direct violation of ordinance. This is a direct violation of the, the planning and zoning of the city of Buffalo. And as conservatives, we are the law and order 
party, the law and order crew, crowd. Therefore, in order to be consistent, we should be sorting, supporting bringing this flag down. Now, that tickles my fancy. I'm a law and order guy. I'm a, a letter of the law uh, type of person who wants to see things enforced universally and fairly, equally, with with justice blindfolded and not showing favoritism towards one person or another, being uh, content neutral, as it were. I certainly wouldn't want to, as I'm letting my dog in and out of the house, glance up into the sky and see a BLM flag, a Black Lives Matter flag, flying from a crane overhead every time I open my door of my house. So there's an extent to which, as a conservative, I look at that argument and I say, yeah, they're onto something. There's a point there. We, we should be for bringing this flag down. But I couldn't quite bring myself to get there. I couldn't quite bring myself to like that particular post, right, from the proverbial conservative who, ma- who makes such an expression online. And I spent a day or two considering why. Why am I hesitant to agree with a premise that in most circumstances I would totally be 100% on board with? Is it merely bias? Is it merely that I like this flag and I like the cut of this guy's jib, therefore I'm willing to make an exception to a principle and benefit uh, due to personal preference? Is this hypocrisy? Is that what I'm experiencing right now? And eventually I realized, no, that's not it at all. Quite the opposite, in fact. It wasn't that long ago. I'm a city council member in Albertville, which is very close to Buffalo. It wasn't that long ago, last year, last summer, that we had a group of leftist adjectives or adjectives, agitators march through our streets, blocking traffic without a permit, causing a ruckus, keeping people from getting to the grocery store, getting to work, getting wherever it was they were going, but using the roads that they have a right as taxpayers and residents and citizens to be able to travel freely without being blocked by demonstrators. This occurred in our city and it was a violation of the law. It was illegal. It was a violation of statute. It was a violation of multiple ordinances. Now, as a city council member, I took umbrage with this and I sought in my limited role to pursue enforcement of our ordinances against the perpetrators of this illegal action to no success. I was told we were advised as a city council by our city attorney that anything we did to try to enforce our ordinances against those who flagrantly violated them would likely go nowhere if challenged in the courts. And the reason why is because the court loves to err on the side of the First Amendment and the protection of political speech. Now, of course, this is utterly ridiculous because blocking traffic is not an exercise of the First Amendment. The First Amendment guarantees your right to speech. It doesn't create a right to block other people from getting to work. That is not what it does. Now, in a sane world, that's how the courts would rule. They would say, well, this, this was not speech. This was jaywalking, trespass, De- criminal detention. I mean, this is this is basically a form of kidnapping. You're saying you can't go anywhere. You're trapped on the road that you have a right to travel on until I decide you can leave. This is the taking of hostages as a political expression. It is not protected speech. But the courts don't see it that way. The legal status quo doesn't see it that way. And so nothing was done. The law means nothing. These ordinances that we have about blocking traffic and keeping the flow of traffic going mean nothing, ultimately, so long as you're engaged in political speech. Well, if that's the reality, and it is, clearly, then how can I turn around and argue that the Buffalo City Ordinance against flying a Trump 2020 flag a 30 by 50 foot flag high off a construction crane in the middle of a city needs to be enforced, that this guy needs to pay fines, that he should be cuffed, that he should go to jail. Why would I, as a conservative, argue that the law should be applied against him when it's not applied consistently against the agitators in our streets? 
this is what we need to come to realize as conservatives, because we're not on the same page on this point. There are far too many Republicans and far too many self-professing conservatives who have not woken up to the fact that to the extent that we are still arguing on the basis of consistency and principle and we should we should be taking a higher road against the other side to the extent we are doing that we are enabling our own victimization because the left and the institutions that they control which are all of them all of them judicial commercial corporate political, all branches of the government here in the state of Minnesota, every institution with power is arrayed against us. And they are not going to concede to our principles that we hold ourselves to. In other words, we are in the middle of a war and we need to start acting like it and proceeding accordingly and and stop shooting ourselves in the feet with our own espoused principles when those principles mean nothing in the context in which we are advocating for them. We'll talk more about this when we return and take your calls at 651-289-4488. My name is Walter Hudson, Northern Alliance Radio Network, filling in for Mitch Berg, AM 1280, The Patriot. Over zany sound effect. Uh, we were gonna write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple too. Listen to the Patriot on the free radio.com app. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits, no one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. At Napa, we keep things moving. If it has wheels and an engine, we help keep it on the road. And if it's on the road, we have parts for it. And if you need a part, you can get it fast, like same-day pickup or next-day delivery fast. At Napa, when we're not thinking about cars, we're thinking about the people who drive them. Because when it comes to serving you and our community, our motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. Same-day pickup and next-day delivery available at participating stores and on in-stock items only. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Intelligent Radio. 
Northern Alliance Radio Network on the air. My name is Walter Hudson, filling in for Mitch Berg. Glad to be here to chat with you today. We're talking about the Second American Civil War, which is not taking place on battlefields with uh, muskets or more modern firearms. There isn't blood in the streets. Well, actually, I take that back. There has been some blood in the streets. But not the type that you might imagine consistently in an ongoing conflagration of war. The war I'm talking about is an institutional war. But it's no less urgent, no less important, no less impactful. The institutions in our culture, in our society, have been weaponized in order to have the effect of destroying that which you value in making impossible for you to live your life according to your own values, trying to tear down your history and burn it, trying to keep you from doing that which you have the God-given right to do. And the only way that we as conservatives are ever going to find victory in this conflict is if we start to recognize it for what it is and adjust our strategies and attitudes accordingly. And that's what I'm trying to attempt to do here today on AM 12A to the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Let's talk to Doug in St. Paul. Welcome to the program. Hey, they had a commentary, Doug Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google. In the YouTube uploads, the caption, police admit, he, he's explaining what happened to the people during 9-11, why they got sick, and why they will get sick here and after. In the 20-second video down, you drag to 1548, says if you talk, you're going to go to jail. They put me in jail. And uh, the caption, corruption, too, you drag to the last 20 minutes as a timeline. He admits he's lying and can only hold me in jail six months but has a way to hold me 300 years by making up lies. And then the caption, police admit again, as Danielle's blog, she's caught in a human trafficking ring, says blur the other Doug, lines. Doug, what does this have to do with anything we've been marriage. talking about? Let's, let's, let's stop this. Yeah, I have no idea what he's talking about or how it connects to anything we were discussing here earlier in the program, but uh, thanks for trying. If you have relevant comments, again, 651-289-4488. So, you know, one of the things that you'll hear conservatives say whenever there's any sort of contentious issue, uh, which, you know, is increasingly all the time nowadays, is they'll, they'll pull out the phrase, this isn't a hill to die on, right? I mean, how many times have you heard this? Whether the, the issue is abortion or gay marriage, it's usually the social issues where you hear this. Um, and, and increasingly, it's seems like it's virtually everything. This isn't a hill to die on, they'll say. Well, have you noticed that there hasn't been a whole lot of dying taking place? Right? Like, th- I, I don't know that this phrase has ever been used in a scenario where any sort of actual death has been risked. Death, in, in this context, seems to mean somebody might call you a name, you might be disliked, you might lose a couple of votes here and there. This is what death seems to be perceived as by people who use this phrase. This isn't a hill to die on. And when we talk about the context of this institutional civil war that I'm talking about, do you think the left is approaching literally any issue with this strategic perspective that it's not a hill they're willing to die on? Show me a hill the left hasn't been willing to die on. And then... Show me one they actually have died on. When, when has the left standing up for the most radical, the most absurd, the most bizarre reality-defying policy or concept or idea, when that, has that ever resulted in them dying in any significant metaphorical way? It hasn't. In point of fact... Every time they double down and fight as though their lives depend on it, on some insane issue, they somehow get stronger. It's almost as if politics is, is not about being the statesman who's respectable and quiet and reserved and sociable and winsome. That it's actually about agitating for things that matter. 
And then once you obtain any degree of power using it wherever and whenever and as enthusiastically as you can to achieve your goals, achieve your agenda. This is why Donald Trump won, because he recognized this aspect of American politics and he acted accordingly. You compare that to somebody like, oh, gee, I don't know, Mitt Romney. Now, Mitt Romney, he had a post. He had a post recently on Facebook that caught my eye. Uh, it was truly fascinating in that he, he seemed to be genuinely perplexed as to how it is that the Republicans or rather the Democrats were actually doing the things that they said they were going to do. I don't have it in front of me. But he said, my colleagues in the Senate are going back on some sort of tradition, some sort of institutional rule of thumb that has historically been utilized. And I can't believe it. I can't believe they'd be willing to do this. And even brought up Trump, even brought up the last president. He said the last president was criticized by my colleagues on the other side of the aisle for ignoring norms and ignoring traditions. And now they're doing this. I can't believe it. He's shocked. Really? You're shocked, Mitt? Genuinely? You're shocked? You, you haven't caught on to this? You haven't caught on to the fact that this is how it works? That, that they don't mean what they say when they're criticizing Republicans and that they do mean what they say when they tell you what they're going to do when they get power and that every time they have gotten power historically, they have utilized it and abused it to the fullest extent that they could get away with. And then some, this isn't a pattern that you've recognized at this point. This notion of the loyal opposition is a notion that needs to go. And this is what established Republicans, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, Country Club, big business Republicans. This is the style of politics that they are still latched onto. The idea that we are engaged in a sincere disagreement about the merits of public policy with a loyal opposition that seeks the same ends we do. We all want the same thing. We all want what's best for the community, what's best for the United States of America, for the state of Minnesota. And we simply disagree as to the means. That, that's, all, that's all the disagreement is, is, well, how do we get to the best for our community? Nothing could be further from the truth. This is not a sincere disagreement with a loyal opposition. This is an institutional civil war. The other side does not want what you want. The other side does not share your goals. It does not share your values. The left and the Democrats want to destroy you. They want to destroy your values. They want to end your way of life. They want to make it impossible for you to live as you see fit. It's not enough for them to be able to. This is the great lie of tolerance. Okay. The great lie of tolerance and inclusion is that it implies, just in the nature of what those words actually mean in the English language, it implies that if, if you just let them live their life according to their values, then they will let you live your life according to yours. That's not the deal. That's not what they're proposing. They're proposing that they get to live their life according to their values, and then... Force those values on you and you will comply. You will submit. They're not going to allow you to sneak off to your little church and believe what you want to believe and hire the people that you want to hire and teach what you want to teach. They're not going to allow you to have your business where you bake cakes according to your own conviction. They're not going to allow you to have your own school where you teach your worldview and your philosophical approach and you, you exclude or teach against the most radical left-wing ideas that they're bringing to the table. They're not going to allow that. They're coming to end that. They're coming to end private education and homeschooling and church as such as we know it. There will still be buildings that are called churches. 
there will still be organizations that are called Christian ministries, but they won't be allowed to actually fulfill those roles as defined by Christians. They're coming for you. Unless you wake up and unless you begin to realize that this is the situation you find yourself in, an institutional civil war where we have to fight back. And the first step towards fighting is refusing to trip over our own espoused principles. 651-289-4488. AM1280, The Patriot. Need special boots for a new job but don't know where to start? Step into Chet's Shoes, where their friendly footwear experts help you find the right style and socks. Chet's takes the time to learn about your job and measure your feet to get the perfect fit. Chet's specializes in one-on-one, no-pressure service. Can't make it into the store? Ask your workplace about their shoe trucks where they bring the store to you. Or shop online and use their boot finder to get the right pair. Chet's Shoes in Spring Lake Park off University Avenue or Chet'sShoes.com. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Impact Mortgage Corp. TBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Copper based loans over $200,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. If your mortgage rate is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could save you money and get you the cash you need with a cash out refi. Chances are your home has gained a ton of equity this past year. Turn that equity into cash to pay high interest credit card debt, do home improvements, or to put money away for a rainy day. Don't wait for interest rates to go up. The time to refi is now while rates are still low take cash out and get a low interest rate at the same time cash call mortgage may be able to lower your mortgage rate and get you cash from your home's equity call now and we'll even cover the title escrow and appraisal fees to save you more money for a free quote to see if you qualify go to cashcallmortgage.com or call us today call 800-931-6651 that's 800-931-6651 800-931-6651 Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Walter Hudson filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg. My pleasure and honor to be with you here this Saturday afternoon. You've got me until 3 o'clock. Talking about the institutional civil war that we find ourselves in. I'll explain more about that as we go. 651-289-4488 is the number to join us. We may be joined here uh, shortly by State Representative Jeremy Munson. Um, Jeremy and I have been, he's had a podcast for quite some time now called the Omnibus Podcast, where he goes through on a weekly basis and kind of gives you an insider look into what's happening down in St. Paul in the legislature and what the 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 bills look like and how they're coming together and the the dirty dank processes of the legislative sausage factory and uh, we we've been talking about a number of things in fact i believe he's joining us on the line as we speak 
Jeremy, are you with us? I am, Walter. Fantastic to have you. Appreciate you calling into the program. I was just getting ready to share with the audience um, some of your observations um, regarding the what, I, what I've come to call the cyclical trajectory of Republican compromise, meaning that you know at e- each session there's some sort of compromise that seems to end up taking place, and we tend to view it one compromise at a time. But if you zoom out and look at the overall trajectory, the direction that things are going, we find ourselves sliding in a very particular direction. I'm sure that's enough to uh, to cue you to take it from there. Explain what I'm talking about to folks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think overall Republicans, uh, when it comes to taxes, we don't want to raise taxes. So our starting point is zero, right? That's how much we want to raise it. And Democrats want to raise taxes by, you know, put it, you know, fill in your number. Let's just say it's like 50 is a number. And the negotiation comes down to, you know, we end up meeting halfway. And this happens every session where, you know, where because because Republicans can't they, they don't have the, the strength to say we want to cut taxes. Right. We should be starting at a negative 50 from our starting point so that we can maybe end up agreeing on not doing anything on taxes um, or raising fees on people. And and that's unfortunately the the problem is Republicans tend to start on the fifty yard line um, at the negotiations and end up giving a little bit. Last session it was the gas tax that Governor Walls was threatening, and Republicans, you know, stopped the gas tax but enacted a permanent sick tax, a tax on sick people. Um, it was two percent. They negotiated it to be one point eight percent permanently with no sunset, and. Now we're back in a new session, and the governor is bringing up the gas tax again. Right, and and, and that's the point that I'm trying to drive home is that it's it, it's these little victories that Republicans, elected Republicans, will go back to their districts and champion and and parade themselves down the street, saying, "Look at what I did! I stopped the gas tax." When in point of the fact, you did no such thing. I mean, where it, it's still coming down the pipe. They're still advocating for it and utilizing the same strategy that you utilized last time. It's only a matter of time before you end up compromising on that as well. And we keep heading towards higher and higher taxes. So you've been a a thorn in the side of this sort of typical business as usual Republican approach to doing things. What have you found to be? Um, some some methods for challenging that status quo down in St. Paul? Well, I would say that the reason why I, I, I'm surprised that you'd call me a thorn in the side, but I guess I kind of am to the establishment. Um, and the reason why the reason why that's probably been so is because I brought transparency to St. Paul. Um, I've used, you know, I've leveraged social media to show people what's going on in committee meetings on the house floor um, during these debates by, you know, live streaming them and commenting, kind of creating, you know, chats uh, about the floor session and, and, and bringing people into the legislative process so they can see how the sausage is made. And as we saw on a federal level, this last enormous uh, omnibus, st- you know, stimulus spending bill that, uh, that Trump had signed, um, when people saw what was in that bill, they were disgusted. Right. Even President Trump came out and did this long list of terrible you know, spending provisions that were in the bill, and it made everybody mad. And, you know, unfortunately, he signed it into law. But people see that in St. Paul as well, these huge omnibus bills that include hundreds and hundreds of bills that have never been voted on. And they get wrapped up into one vote in the House floor, up or down, and legislators aren't reading the legislation. And so I, I try to expose that. Um, by having deeper discussions about legislation. Um, You and I do it on the Omnibus podcast where we talk about these omnibus bills and kind of the process in St. Paul to bring people into the legislative process because when they get involved, then they get more active and they start calling the representative. Why did you vote for this bill? Why did you vote for this bill? Um, And and that's probably upset a lot of people in St. Paul. I want to pause and really appreciate what it is that you're describing right now. You are an elected state representative. And 
what you are doing, what you are describing, bringing transparency to the processes of legislation and to the processes of state government, that's the job of the media. Like that's what the Star Tribune should be doing. That's what the Pioneer Press should be doing. They should have political reporters who are experts in how the sausage gets made, who are sp- spending ink explaining to the public what is happening, what's motivating it, what, what interests are involved. And, and instead of them doing it, you're doing it. As the politician, you are speaking truth to your fellow power in St. Paul at the state legislature. That's a pretty profound thing to realize. Have you ever thought about it in those terms that you're doing what the media won't? Well, I certainly think it's difficult for the media to explain legislation. I mean, every bill that comes in front of the legislature, even the single subject bills, are it's not an easy vote, right? There's always both sides of the story. Um, you know, most legislation hurts some people, helps others, um, but it's it's difficult to describe it, and, and let the the media just tends to report on, you know, the talking points or the real high level. Uh, point or maybe the Democrat, right. you know, talking point for the legislation. Um, but you're right. It, it's, it's not being discussed. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of legislators that my first year in the legislature that were upset at me and came to me and privately just said, you know, this is, this is inside baseball. People don't need to know this. Right. And this is just how the game is played. You need to learn how to play the game right. if you want, you know, all these things that you want to get done it's a compromise and you have to swallow this in order to get this through. Well, and, and I found, yeah, I just, you know, instead of having legislators sign onto my legislation by asking them and trading away my, my integrity, um, I would just broadcast why this legislation is important to their districts and have their constituents call them and say, Hey, how come you're not supporting term limits? Or, you know, why aren't you, doing this and that en- that engages more people even outside of my district into the legislative process and i feel that that's a good thing well and what's the counter argument that's that's what i'd like to know like what 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 you describe in terms of your approach to the process versus what you're being told is how the game is played which of those two outlooks is actually consistent with the rhetoric that literally everyone campaigns on because everybody goes out there and pretends to be this champion of democracy and and to be representing the people and oh my people my constituents my community i'm here to represent you i just don't want you to know what it is that i'm actually doing or how any of it works it's it seems pretty obvious where which of those two approaches the one you describe that you employ versus the one that you're being told no 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 this is how we really do it which of those two approaches is actually consistent with the rhetoric of of democracy uh go ahead jeremy well, I mean, <laughs> I can't argue with you. I, th- I think that the, the one thing that we could do in St. Paul as well as in D.C. to change the change the process is to support single subject bills. Sure. If everybody had to vote on if every piece of legislation had to stand on its own merits. Yes, it would be difficult for stuff to become law. But everybody in the you know in the public, they want they want to see people work across the aisle. And there's a lot of really good bipartisan bills that we could all agree on. But those are held back by the majority party to to start wrapping partisan legislation into that bill. Because why give up this great bipartisan bill and let it pass when they can get some partisan stuff through? And so there is no bipartisan legislation anymore because it's become this core of the you know a really ugly omnibus bill, and and, and that's what's missing. If we could go back to single subject bills as the Minnesota State Constitution requires. It requires every bill be a single subject. Um, we're not doing that. If we went back to that and actually followed our Constitution, it would make, yeah, there'd be less bills passed, um, but it would be better legislation, more bipartisan, people would work together, and uh, we wouldn't be taking away people's freedoms and spending their money. Well, and you and I could go on for an hour talking about all of this, and indeed we do each week on the Omnibus podcast, which folks can find on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. State Representative Jeremy Munson, thank you very much for joining us on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Well, thanks for having me on, Walter. Absolutely. When we return, let's dive into the Chauvin trial. 
the absurdity surrounding it, the the ridiculous arguments that have been kicked up as a result of this trial and the events which precipitated it, and the direction that our justice system is going. 651-289-4488, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Walter Hudson. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed, and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761. 800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable. So don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Has your water heater decided to create one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes in your basement? Have a burst pipe? Dripping faucet? Is your water not soft anymore? Champion Plumbing is a call away. Champion will be there fast in your time of need. They service the entire metro area, and they're taking all the necessary precautions to keep you and your household safe. A champion is someone who goes the extra mile to get the job done, and that's Champion Plumbing. Online at championplumbing.net. When you call, make sure you tell them the Patriots sent you. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit My 3 Quotes online. That's My 3 Quotes. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name's Walter Hudson, sitting in for Mitch Berg. Let's talk a little Chauvin trial, shall we? You know, we knew this was going to be a circus, and and I don't even think we've seen anywhere close to the half of it yet. Uh, Obviously, whenever the verdict comes down, no matter what it is, you know there's going to be chaos in the streets to one degree or another. And if it goes a particular way, if he's acquitted, well, we know it's, it's probably going to be even worse than we saw last year. And if, if and when that happens, it's going to be due in no small part to the media, to the mainstream media, who has chosen to report so far on the goings-on of this trial as if they're watching something completely different than what's actually happening. Because in point of fact, the prosecution's case has been undermined by their own witnesses on more than one occasion. Um, the, the evidence as it has been presented offers, in my view, plenty of reasonable doubt as to whether or not Derek Chauvin is directly responsible for the death of George Floyd. And that's let's let's recall, this is a murder trial, right? So all that that the defense needs to establish 
is that there is, in fact, reasonable doubt as to whether or not he's guilty of the charges and he is to be acquitted. That's the decision the jury should come to. And it seems as though and the defense hasn't even started yet. And and yet it seems as though that has already been established by the prosecution's own case. Six, five, one, two, eight, nine, four, four, eight, eight is the number to join us. One of the things that I find fascinating about the the reaction and the peanut gallery, the public discourse surrounding this trial is it reveals some of the perpetual arguments that we've been consistently having about law enforcement and the use of force and the role of cops in our society and in our law enforcement system. And there are, there are a couple of canards that have resurfaced as the prosecution has laid out their case. One of them is this rhetorical piece that, you know, you often hear. So in the case of George Floyd, they'll, they'll put it something like this. You shouldn't be killed for using a counterfeit $20 bill. Using a counterfeit bill is not a capital crime. It's not something you should be put to death for. So therefore an injustice was done because he died. Therefore, there's something inherently systemically wrong with law enforcement in general and these cops in particular. Well, of course, this is a ridiculous argument, and it's not the first time it has been raised. It's, it's been, this is something you hear almost every time there's any sort of controversy involving use of force and law enforcement. And, of course, you, that's not the rule, right? Like, that's not the law. It's not you use a counterfeit $20 bill and then we hang you. You use a counterfeit $20 bill and we put you up against the wall and shoot you. That is not what happens. There, there is no death penalty for using a counterfeit $20 bill. It is against the law, though. You can't get arrested for it, though. And in the process of getting arrested, if you do anything other than cooperate with the officers, then you might find yourself somewhere along the use of force continuum. So it's not as though you go from point A, used counterfeit bill, to point B, dead. That's not how it works. There are a few other things that happen in between those two things, many of which are under your control, that determine which fork in the road you end up taking. And in the case of George Floyd, there were many such forks in the road where he had choices that he could have made and he chose to make the wrong one resulting ultimately along this particular flow chart toward his death. And, and that would say that unto itself would seem to present a reasonable doubt as to whether or not Derek Chauvin personally is responsible for killing George Floyd. But, you know, apparently that, that, that little tidbit of logic there is a bit much for some of the folks who are involved in the public discourse on this. And then of course there's the, the use of force continuum itself, which I've had some some limited training on, but it, it doesn't really require you don't have to be trained in any official capacity to understand the concept and the principles behind use of force. It's pretty simple. If, if somebody is initiating force against you, you need to come back at them with something more effective than what they're bringing to the table. Right. It's the old, you know, he, he brings a, a knife, you bring a gun principle that needs to be brought to bear here. And the, the logic is we want our police officers to win in these encounters. Do we not? Can we agree that that ought to be the goal? If there's a conflict between a law enforcement officer or a group of law enforcement officers and perpetrators, suspects, criminals, if there's a conflict between those two forces, we want the good guys to win. That's the point. That's the objective. Is it not? I, I have to ask that because apparently it's not a universally held goal. Apparently you listen to the way some people talk around this and similar issues. They seem to be angling for a fair fight between the cops and the criminals. They seem to be angling for, you know, eh, Oh, one to one, 50, 50 flip a coin. Maybe the cops win. Maybe the cops lose type scenario. That seems to be what they're aiming for. Well, why did you have to, 
Why did you have to shoot him in the chest? Why couldn't you shoot him in the leg? Why'd you have to shoot him at all? You could have used a taser. Oh, well, you used a taser. Why'd you do that? You could have tackled him. Oh, you tackled him. Why did you do that? You could have talked to him. This is the, the, the descent into absurdity that we find ourselves in as we talk about this. In fact, there's a, an article at Reason.com, a publication which historically I found myself largely in agreement with, where they actually make that absurd argument. The, the headline is exactly where was Derek Chauvin's knee and does it matter? Does it matter where his knee was? Uh, was it on his neck or was it on the shoulder blade? Was it on the back? Does that matter? Their argument is the implied and explicit arguments are it doesn't matter because he never should have been restraining him in the first place. Um, what? What? So, again... I, I guess I have to ask, do, do you want criminals to get away? Is that the goal? Indeed, it seems to be the policy of the, the Minneapolis Police Department at this point under the rule of their current city council. They are, in fact, instructed not to engage in high-speed pursuits, barely to pursue at all, which basically means there is no police force, right? Like if, if they can't use the use of force continuum, if they can't up the ante above and beyond whatever is being brought to bear by the bad guys, then they're never going to successfully apprehend anybody. And that seems to be what the goal is. And maybe it is. Maybe that is what we're getting after. I guess I guess what I want is just honesty in the debate. If that's really what you're for, if you're for unchecked criminal anarchy, and a police force that's completely impotent and can't do its job, just tell me that's what you're for. Don't pretend that this is about humane policing or just policing or community policing or whatever additive you want to throw at it. Just tell me you don't like cops. Just tell me you don't like the law. Just tell me you're for criminals and their behavior and their conduct. That I can at least respect insofar as it being rhetorically honest, if demented and insane. 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name's Walter Hudson, filling in for Mitch Berg, AM 1280, The Patriot. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Have you been suffering from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet? It may be time to pivot from the cycle of more and more medications and take a conservative, holistic approach to your neuropathy. Get answers today by contacting Dr. Knight Chiropractor at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center in Chanhassen. If you do nothing, you run the risk of suffering long-term complications like infections, poor wound healing, balance issues restraining you to a walker, and possible amputations. In fact, 73,000 Americans lose a limb every year to untreated diabetic neuropathy. Get your life back today. Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center has helped hundreds of patients improve and in some cases completely reverse their neuropathy. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Dr. Knight DC at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center in Chanhassen. As a Patriot listener, you receive a special $49 get acquainted offer. That's a massive value for just $49. Neuropathy doesn't wait around. You shouldn't either. Call 952-300-8338 to schedule a full neuropathy workup. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. 
High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Celebrating two decades on.